You're listening to the Brand Ambition Podcast. Here he is, the owner of Asai TV, lead singer of the One-Eyed Buffalo, former pro wrestler, former army soldier, published author, cat lover, host of Go There, Eat That, Super Proud Dad, and all that, Brandon Bishop. Hello, hello, hello. This is Brandon Bishop. Welcome to the Brandon Bishop Podcast. Everyone's got a podcast nowadays, don't they? I mean, if I've got two, I mean, you're listening, you probably got one or two. I mean, we just want to hear ourselves talk. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe we just all need a, a further platform other than social media. Like, social media is our soapbox. We get to go on there. I mean, I've got 5,000 friends. I, I guess that's an impressive number since that's as, as many as you can get. And I know most of them. But we, we have this nice little soapbox called social media. We get to stand on it and just yell out into the open crowd like, this is my opinion. Here's a picture of my cat. <sighs> but that's not enough for some of us, is it? Like me. No. No, it's not enough. Now I got to go out there and do podcasts. This is my personal podcast. That's why my name's on it, the Brandon Bishop Podcast. I was also a pro wrestler for about 16 years, so I got the Nine Mile Drive Wrestling Podcast featuring Brandon Bishop. So yeah, I have uh, you know my normal Instagram, uh, I guess Twitter, which I don't really use much. I don't use Instagram and Twitter much. I use mainly that stuff to promote Asai TV which is my television network, ASY TV, which you can get right now at asytv.com. That's ASYTV.com for only $2.99 a month. Yes, you have to subscribe. It's just like Netflix. It's just like Hulu, but we have all original commercial-free, hundreds of hours of all original commercial-free televised entertainment, and it's truly something for everybody. You've got Netflix. You've got Hulu. You've got Amazon Prime. You've got HBO Go. You've got the WWE Network. You've got uh, all this other stuff. All these other subscription-based streaming platforms. Now it's time to get a side TV. ASY dot. I'm sorry. I don't even know my own damn website. ASYTV.com. ASYTV.com. Someday, I'm not going to have to spell that out. <laughs> Anyways, I reached a, 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 a personal... Um, I, what, would I, what would I call this? It's not a goal by any means. It's not a... I had a I had an epiphany. Is that a that's still a, a cool word to say? Epiphany recently, and it's basically um, I need to chill the fuck out, but not on this podcast. Okay, everybody needs. I'm not going to use social media to out my angers and my uh, aggressions and uh, just have an outlet. I'm not going to use social media for that because too many of you do that and it's lame. I know more about some of your personal lives than, than your family members know about just because you post everything out there and your breakups, your, your failures, your everything is on Facebook. You don't have to do that. When I look at Facebook, when I look at social media, that platform, I, I look at it as a way to promote myself, to make myself look as good as I possibly can as a 45-year-old, slightly overweight uh, individual who's struggling in the, in the entertainment business. I, um, <laughs> but I have these podcasts, like I just said, I mean, I have this other platform where I can just spew my nonsense and garbage and verbal diarrhea into all of your ears one by one by one by one. And I'm excited to have this 
So this is going to be my emotional outlet. This is where I'm going to, I'm writing a book actually, I like an autobiography mainly for my, my son. So he'll have that. So he'll know every ins and outs of his father, good, ugly, bad. It's basically for him. You guys can buy it too. If you want to, it'll be out pretty, not pretty soon, probably next year. Um, so I have that outlet, but you know, a lot of you are cheap and you're not going to buy it. And a lot of you don't care about my personal life and that, and that's fine. Why would you? I don't care about your personal life either. I wouldn't buy your book. I'm telling you that right now, unless you're somebody who's, you know, super interesting. I'm not going to buy your book. If you released one, even if you talk about me in the book, I'm not going to release it. I'll just ask you. So what'd you say? Then you'll tell me. And then. I don't have to buy the book. I don't care about the rest of it. So I understand it's not, it's not for you. It's for my kid. It's for, you know, my other kids that are scattered all over the country. <laughs> I wish that was, I wish that wasn't true. Um, <laughs> so anyways, they'll get to know me because I didn't have one of those dad things where I got to know anything about him. I barely knew his name. Definitely don't even know what he looks like. So my dad died before I was born. Apparently that's the story I was told. I was a kid who knows that they're lying to me. But anyways, I got this whole other platform. So this, the Brandon Bishop podcast and even the wrestling podcast, you know, when it comes to wrestling related stuff, but the Brandon Bishop podcast is where I'm going to release all of my just inner anger, aggression and love and compassion and ideas and my political sides and my, uh, my just all the personal stuff is going to be right here on this podcast. And my epiphany came after a road rage incident that just happened about a week and a half ago. This big truck, like this big white Chevy Silverado, and I'm here. Here I am. I just dropped my kid off at school, and this is in a school zone. Keep it. And this is like literally right down the street from a school filled with children. There are still kids walking to school. I mean, the bell hasn't even rang yet. I dropped my kid off because he likes to hang out with his friends out in front of the school before you know the bell rings. And so I drop him off, and I'm driving away. And I see this truck in my rearview mirror, and I fucking hate people that speed, especially in school zones. You should die. Go just drive your stupid car into a freaking brick wall if you're one of those people that don't care enough about anybody else, don't care about anybody else's kids, don't care about the law or any of that stuff. If you're one of those assholes that's just going to speed doing like 45 in a 20-mile-an-hour school zone, kill yourself. I mean that. Fucking kill yourself. Tired of you people. Anyway, he's one of them. So he's pulling up. I see him in my rearview mirror, and I'm like, what the? And I I basically, I put my hand out the window, and I do the little up and down, like slow down. And he starts honking his horn. And he has two small kids. I I could see them. Two small kids. By the way, they weren't sitting down. (laughs) They were standing in the back seat of this truck. It was a big truck. And this scruffy little dipshit is just smiling ear to ear, smiling while he's storming through his fucking school zone with kids in his fucking car or his stupid truck. Sorry about your fucking tiny penis, dickhead. And uh, he's just storming through this school zone, riding my ass like literally. And there's cars in front of me at a red light. It's a busy thing when you drop your kids off. There's parents and cars and assholes everywhere. It, it kind of sucks dropping your kid off and picking him up from school. It sucks, but you have to do it. Anyways, the bus doesn't go to where I live. The bus goes to where his mom lives. So it's, it's this whole thing where I have to drive you know, halfway across town. And I don't mind at all. Actually, it's a cool, fun time we get to spend together in the morning, whatever. But this dickhead's right on my bumper. 
So, and I can't go anywhere. There's construction. It's also a construction zone. So there's a cop right there, like directing traffic. You know, he's, he's there in the mornings. And I don't, I don't know if he's a cop or if he's just like a, a really convincing looking security guy. I have no idea. But he has a little badge sewn onto his shirt. Looks like a cop. Has a road vest on and stuff. So I yell out to the cop, hey, can you tell this guy in the truck to calm the hell down? And the, and the cop looks at the guy and goes, hey, man. Calm down. You're in a school zone. And this guy flips off the cop with his kids in the car. So at this point, I just want this guy to die. I mean, I just want him to fucking implode. I don't care if it's explosive diarrhea. I don't care if he lights a cigarette and just blows up because he's got gas fumes on his breath. He's got to be on something at this point. I'm feeling bad for the kids in there. So I'm just like, you know, fuck this. I don't have time for this. I've got, I was getting ready to go on a hike. So I'm like, okay, I'm just going to pull over and let this piece of shit pass me. So I pull over. The guy pulls over behind me. The guy pulls his truck over behind me, still two inches away from my bumper. The cop's out of sight at this point. This is a long road we got to go down to before we hit the main road. So I'm like, okay, fuck this. I see him crack open his door. So I crack open my door. I bum rush the son of a bitch. I tackle him on the concrete in front of his kids. I elbow him in the jaw as hard as I can and then choke him out. So, and in the middle of all this, and this is like, you know, this is not something I do every day. I'm not a street thug. I'm not a dumbass gangster type wannabe. I'm not any of this stuff. Yes, I was a pro wrestler for a while. Yes, I've done you know, combat sports and Korean martial arts and stuff like that. I can handle myself if I have to, but I don't want to. I didn't want to do this, but I was so goddamn pissed at that point that I was boiling over, man. Boiling fucking over. I had bulletproof coffee coursing through my veins. I had steam coming out of my fucking ears. This guy was the epitome of a douchebag. So in the middle of this, while he's laying on the ground, and right at the time, I I missed his face with an elbow. (laughs) And I don't post this kind of stuff at all. I took some pictures of his truck in case I needed it. I took a video of him riding my ass with my phone. It just made no sense, man. So anyways, I miss his face. I hit the concrete with my elbow. I heard a little bit of the scrape, you know, a little scrape on there, a little, little road burn, whatever. But it felt kind of good. I, I'm a, hey, the thing about me as a pro wrestler, I was always the sick guy who just loved getting just hurt. I loved it. I loved the pain, and I still do to this day. Like when I step on something or if I burn myself a little bit, I love to feel it. And that's what I got into, But it, it kind of woke me up a little bit, and I started to feel bad for him. I started feeling bad for the kid. I'm like, we don't need to be doing this shit. So I took my elbow off his, my other forearm off of his throat. He was gurgling. And I, I just, I, I honestly, I ran back to my car. And it wasn't because I was afraid. It wasn't because, and, you know, if I was afraid, I'd tell you. I'm not one of those guys, I'm not afraid. No, I ran back to my car because I started thinking of consequences. And when you're in your 40s, you start thinking of consequences. I don't want to deal with the cops on this situation. I don't want to deal with this guy anymore. I didn't want to deal with him in the first place, but he had to be fucking dealt with. What was he going to do? Was he going to come up to me and start kicking my car and pulling me out of the car or something like that? He might have tried. 
So I am very justified in this whole scenario, and I'm very pissed off that it ever happened, and I'm very pissed off at society that this kind of shit happens every fucking hour of every day. I'm tired of it. But in the middle of it, I had an epiphany where I just need to chill the fuck out. I can't cure the world, man. I've tried. (laughs) One douchebag at a time, calling them out again and again and again. Whether it's the asshole that's out there booming his fucking rap music at 3 o'clock in the morning in a residential area. Whether it's that guy who I (laughs) spider-glassed his window with a BB gun. There's been several of those. That's just my anger taking over my common sense. Or the guy a few years ago that was uh, breaking into my truck. Who I literally took half of his face off. On grinding his face into the concrete. I'm not a violent guy. But when you click, you don't even know what you're doing. I knew what I was doing, but I didn't think it was like something I shouldn't do. I could have easily said, get the fuck away from my truck, you stupid asshole. Go home, look in the mirror, like sort yourself out. Figure out life. Stop being a piece of shit. I could have easily said that, hopped in my truck at the time, and drove off. But I didn't. I didn't. I yanked my tent that he was trying to steal out of his hand, and then I just started fucking going on crazy on the guy. I can't do that anymore because I'm either going to end up dead from like blood pressure or I'm going to end up dead because one of these assholes are going to shoot me in the head. We all need to chill out, don't we? Oh, anyway, so this, you know, it's an embarrassing thing to admit, but this is what I'm going to do with the podcast. I'm going to release all of this stuff on the podcast. This is my outlet. This is my anger management. I'm not into shrinks and, you know, therapy and all this fucking shit. I'm sure it may be good. A lot of people do it. But I'd rather talk to you than pay somebody, you know, a hundred bucks an hour to sit there and listen to me ramble on about my problems. And if you want to listen, that's fantastic. If you don't, then don't. It's, you're not going to hurt my feelings. But you do make me happy when, when I get all the questions and stuff like that. I think that's really cool. I got a bunch of them, too. We should add a segment to this show where I'm just answering uh, comments and questions and stuff because um, some of them are really good. And I, I, I did a mailbox episode, and I'm going to do another one here probably this week. But uh, I had a, a good time doing that, and I, I think we should incorporate it into the weekly show. Anyway, um, so I don't know that guy's name. I, his, I, his, I heard a kid crying. Maybe that's what woke me up. Uh, not really crying, but just kind of yelling. I was like fully expecting a kid to come out of the truck and start like, and you're talking like I'm a five or six year old and then jump on me or something. And then what? And these, all these things came to my head at, at the same time. Like, what am I going to do? Like, if a cop shows up, what am I going to do if a kid jumps out of the truck and starts, you know, taking protecting his douchebag dad? What am I going to do? Why am I in this situation? Why am I doing this? So in day-to-day life, Brandon Bishop is doing his best to chill the fuck out. If you got any recommendations of how I can help me, how you can help me chill the fuck out, please send them. I don't care if it's like a nice herbal tea or something, maybe a nice massage, maybe a new way to masturbate. Tell me. Teach me how to massage my own prostate. Teach me uh, everything <laughs> that I need to know to chill the fuck out. Eating avocados and bananas every day. I already do that. I just have a lot of, you get to this age 
And I'm the guy now on the front porch yelling at kids. I don't yell at kids. I, I really don't. Kids are kids. But, you know, you in your 20s and 30s, you're also kids. You won't believe that until you're in your 40s. You won't. You think you know the world. You think you know everything. You think you're cool. You think that the world revolves around you, and it doesn't. You're nothing. None of us are. We're not important. So just be respectful to everybody. Don't force people like me. Like, what if I would have hit that guy just the right way, and he died right there on the concrete in front of his kids on the side of his truck? All because he's stupid, and I was a hothead. What would have happened, man? I wouldn't be recording this right now, I'll tell you that much. Anyway. So, that's what's going on in Brandon Bishop's headlines. Let's see what else is going on in the the world of headlines. It's time for the headlines, baby. Let's get funky. Okay, the headlines today are being read off the Huffington Post, the Huff Post. Uh, app here. <laughs> God, every single story is Donald Trump. And we're going to talk about, I tried to put it off, man. I didn't want to be obvious. I didn't want to be um, just another guy ripping on the president because it's done so often and it's done well. But today's dungeon a douche, man. It's Donald fucking Trump. And I know, like, the worst thing that can ever happen to any type of celebrity figure, and that's what he is, he's a celebrity, he's not a politician, he's not a leader, he's a celebrity. The worst thing that could ever happen to him is to be on the Brandon Bishop podcast, Dungeon of Douche, to be chained up by the ankles, upside down, in a dirty, infested, slimy, disgusting, rat-infested dungeon of douche. And later on, uh, we're going to put Donald Trump, deservingly, more than almost anybody, into the uh, dungeon of douche because, and it's not for the reasons that you think, not just because he's, you know, a, a disgusting, embarrassing scumbag, but many other reasons. And we'll get into that in a little bit later. But all I'm seeing is, is his dumb face. Jewish leaders blast Trump's accusation of disloyalty. Yeah, Trump basically said, if you're up there, oh my God, do I do a good Trump? I don't know. Let's, let's, let's explore that a little longer. If you're a, a, a Jewish... No, I don't do them. I sound like an old Jewish guy. <laughs> Anyways, he said if you're a Jewish and you, and you vote Democrat, then you're disloyal. Holy fuck. We'll talk about that later. Um, thanks to Trump, both Chosen One and Antichrist, hashtag each, are trending on Twitter. <laughs> Twitter. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, here's another one. Trump revives anti-Semitic attacks on Jewish... No, okay, we already said that one. Oh, here's a, another one that we already talked about it on a different episode, but Nevada town near Area 51 braces itself for hordes of alien hunters. That's that whole uh, storm Area 51 thing. Uh, yeah, I might go. Actually, I can't go because I'm going to be in New York City that week filming a show called New York Ham with my buddy Eddie, who's also featured here. His podcast, New York Ham, is or the ham radio show, is... Uh, Featured here on asypodcast.com, ASYpodcast.com. You can check out my podcast, and there's a bunch of other ones, including uh, the Ham Radio Show. So check that one out. Eddie's amazing. Um, Greenland's fast-melting ice is a warning to the rest of the world. Well, yeah, it want, Greenland wants to melt because Trump is threatening to buy it. Greenland's like, fuck that. I'd rather be a puddle than be under that leadership. 
Uh, so that's good news that the seas will soon be rising. And here's the thing. I don't, I'm not a scientist. I believe in science over anything else, religion, politics, any of that stuff. Of course I do. But I also heard that like Antarctica is freezing more. So it, is it like melting in the top and then getting cooler on the bottom? I, I don't know. I'm not a fucking scientist. Somebody needs to come out with simple proof. Maybe, you know, with pick, like a pop-up book that's absolutely 100% true. So anyways, New Jersey man arrested with stockpile of assault weapons and Nazi paraphernalia. Oh, that's great. At least they caught his ass. Four students shot a block at a block party near Clark Atlanta University. Okay, that's lovely again. We're going to talk about, oh, the meat of the show today, by the way, is war culture and gun violence. I know it's kind of a, a broad spectrum right there. And, you know, eventually as we, as we do more of these podcasts, we're going to kind of narrow things down into smaller categories, smaller headlines, so to speak. It's not just going to be like a broad category, but I have a lot to say about this. And I think a lot of it will resonate with you. So please stick around for the meat of this episode Sean Spicer joins Dancing with the Stars, who gives a shit. Another Trump thing. Wind hurls dozens of mattresses through park. That's awesome. Um, (laughs) It's all Trump and then dumb shit. Walmart says Tesla's solar panel caught fire on multiple store roofs. Okay, well, that means that Walmart and Tesla are against each other, and they needed some kind of agenda to uh, put down Tesla. What is this? Andy Richter, who's like the co-host of uh, the Conan show, right? Shames fucker over gag-inducing violation of airport etiquette. I don't... I, that's just painful to read. Oh, Pasture, driving from uh, Connecticut to El Paso to show that love goes farther than hate. Hey, that sounds good. Let's get positive real quick. Okay. Not much into, you know, pastors and stuff like that, but uh, I don't know any. I'm sure they're all great people. I, th- I believe they think they're doing good. Adam Bulls hopes to raise at least $1 for each of the 2,300 miles driven because he needs gas money. Is that right? Oh, funds that will go towards supporting the victims of El Paso Massacre. Oh, okay, I get you now. Well, that's cool. You can get more than that, though, brother. I mean, you're on the Huffington Post is a popular publication, right? You can get... A pastor from Connecticut is driving 2,300 miles across the country to support grieving communities impacted by two recent mass shootings and uh, to speed the hopeful message that love goes further than hate. The Reverend Adam Bowles from Castle Church in Norwich started his drive with his brother-in-law and a family friend on Monday. So he's got two other people to drive, so he doesn't even have to stop. Like when I do these Asai TV like tours, the filming tours, it's two or three of us. We just switch on and off. We do not stop unless we just can't take it anymore. Um, The first two are making their way to Dayton, Ohio, to visit a memorial site for the victims of the shooting massacre that left nine dead. Uh, They love throwing out the numbers, don't they? All the, even local news, everybody, they love throwing out the numbers. Nine dead. We're going to talk about that later as well. Their final destination is the border city of El Paso, Texas, where a gunman killed 22 people at a Walmart on August 3rd. Um, The two shootings occurred within 13 hours of each other. Well, that's cool. I mean, he's doing something. I, the problem is, here's the thing. I'm going to tell you something right now, another personal thing that I do every single month that I don't want you to know about. 
I, um, how do I word this without going against everything that I'm trying not to go against? Okay, I run a, a program called Aside Cares. We deal with caseworkers throughout Colorado. They tell me when a family's in need and nobody else can help or they're just kind of destitute, they're losing their house. There's been a mother with a really autistic son. There's been, you know, all kinds of different scenarios and different families. And I used to know the families. I used to talk to them directly. And I stopped doing that shit because then, like, one of the families just latched on to me like, oh, we need more money. I'm like, dude, that's not what this is about. But anyways, I do these monthly events. We've done everything from, you know, chocolate and cheese expos, which was real successful last month, to uh, next month's uh, Eat the Springs here in Colorado Springs. We do dog shows. We do metaphysical fairs. We actually did a CBD and hemp expo. All kinds of different stuff. Pop-up markets, food things. And we do these every month. It's a vendor, local shopping type of thing. And we raise money. All the vendor fees. And uh, I mean, I cover my overhead. I'm not going to lie to anybody. I dip in the pot because I'm not going to pay to do these things. It makes no sense to do that. The venue needs to be paid as well because they're a venue. They got to keep the lights on. They got to pay for the lights that we're making them turn on. So yeah, I mean, there's, there's percentages. But everything else is, at this point, I just... They tell me about the family. We figure out what we made from the event, and we write them a check. We've done over $17,000 in the last year and two months. I'm very proud of that, and I'm very proud of the fact that I don't put my name on it. I don't put my business name on it. There's no agenda. It's not a look at me and look what I've done type of thing, and I'm only telling you about that because I'm on my podcast, and this is where I get the vent. So I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't have a story about what we do on the Huffington Post. So, I mean, it's a cool thing that you're doing. It's positive, but why, is you, why are you really doing it? It's, so many charities are just, look at me. Even the big organizations, the Cancer Society and the Susan G. Komen and all this stuff, they make a freak ton of money. I mean, salary money. They make money. I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to make money from these events, even if they blow up and we're doing arena stuff. You know, I don't, it's not about that. If we did an arena show and we raised, you know, $20,000 or something like that, or maybe $50,000, guess what? I can help probably 50 families that month. And I don't have to worry about, you know, them feeling as though they owe me anything or have to say thank, even thank you. I know they're thankful. I've been there, man. Why do you think I do this? I'm not too far from there right now, to be honest with you. They just raised my rent 200 bucks a month. And I have a you know a little tiny apartment here in Colorado Springs because I travel so much. I don't want a big house. I don't want a lawn that I have to mow. But I know how they how these people feel when they're scared to death of next month. I know it. So, you know, it makes me feel kind of good to do these things. And without attaching the charity. I mean, all these people know that there's a, you know, a fundraiser going on. Of course they do. But without, you know, I, I get to meet all these business people. I get to meet all these vendors and these different, you know, even the entertainers. And I get to build a relationship with this venue, which is called The Social here in Colorado Springs. I, I just like it, okay? I like throwing events. It, it's not about the money thing. But I'm, I, I kind of regret even telling you this story, to be honest with you, because now people know what, what the true agenda is behind all this stuff. It's actually helping people without attaching a, you know, a marketable name to it. Anyway. So I'm not going to say anything bad about this guy. He, he's doing what he's doing, but um, I, I don't like publicized charity. I, I fucking hate it. I think it's, uh, it's doing it for the wrong reasons. So anyways, good job there, Pastor Adam, and uh, 
I hope you raise 40, 50, 60 times as much as, I mean, 2,300 bucks isn't a lot of money when it comes to, you know, medical bills and all that stuff. So I'm hoping people pitch in a lot more than that. If you got 2,300 people donating $100 each, and I suggest that you do this, by the way. See, how can you, how can you actually support? Um, pastor said all proceeds, and it better be all proceeds, Pastor, from the fundraiser would be donated to the, oh, why does it got to be a Peso del Norte Community Foundation's El Paso Victims Relief Fund. Let me go to that website. So, pdnfoundation.org is where it took me when I clicked on the little link. So pdnfoundation.org. If you want to donate, do it, man. Help some people out. You know, it's, you could, there's enough blood, okay? <laughs> you can donate blood, that's great, but there's enough blood. Uh, money is what these people need. Because you don't think about the other stuff that, uh, you know, when you get shot, you don't go to work for a couple of weeks, you know what I mean? You, you don't... You, there's, there's, there's a lot of different variables. You know, if you've got kids and you're shot in a hospital, no one's taking care of these kids. I'm, I mean, hopefully they have families and stuff like that. But what, what if the kids' parents both died, like in the, the baby? There's a freaking baby that Trump did a photo op with, a piece of shit. Um, both of his parents died in, in one of the, I believe it was the El Paso shooting. Which, again, this is the meat of the subject, so we're going to talk about that later. And I think that the headlines have gone on quite a bit but what i was talking about is you know that baby has nothing now nothing not even family or parents so hopefully another family member grandparent or whatever took the baby and i didn't really research it and know i was going to be talking about him but it's a sad situation man and you know what unfortunately money is that important these days that kid should have honestly that kid should get whatever that kid needs for the rest of its life and if fundraisers like this can help out open your wallet All right, it was bound to happen, and we've already talked about a a few things. Donald Trump, welcome to the Dungeon of Douche. I didn't want to be ordinary. I didn't want to be basic, as the kids say these days, a basic bitch, and just do the thing that everybody does. I didn't want to. I was going to put them off. It was like one of those things where it's a given. You don't have to put Donald Trump in the dungeon of douche. He's already there hanging out. He loves that place. Like, I'm afraid to chain him up by his ankles upside down because I'm afraid he'll like it. They're like, beat me some more. Use the big stick this time. But it's dirty, slimy, greasy, gross. And it's rat infested and it's where Donald Trump deserves to be, but not for the reasons that you might think. It's not about the grab your pussy thing. It's not about making fun of handicapped people. It's not about, well, I guess it is about all that, isn't it? That's, but that's like the icing. That's the stuff that we just go, we cling to and we kind of gravitate towards the icing of the cake, don't we? Because it's, it's so sweet and it's so easy to just devour. But underneath that, there's this spongy orange cake of just fat and sugar and gross that you know a lot of people they're they're clinging to the the marketable stuff but they forget about the the disgusting cake underneath 
so I mean, I, I the reason I'm actually putting him in this week is because, you know, I, I read an article and did I say I read an article? I saw an article, and it's from a trusted news source. I actually like the RT Russian television because it's a whole nother viewpoint. But I didn't even realize that Donald Trump and his administration pulled out of the Russian arms agreement, the nuclear agreement. Basically, what that agreement said was that neither of us, nobody on this planet is allowed to produce short-range nuclear weapons. Now, what are short-range nuclear weapons? They're not atom bombs. They're not czar bombs. They're not, you know, hydrogen bombs or any of that stuff. No. They'll wipe out a small city, but they can also be placed on submarines. They can be placed on like smaller missile launchers. They can be placed on my old job, the MLRS, multiple launch rocket system in the army. Uh, they can be placed in the back of one of those and shot at short ranges. There's a reason. There's a fucking reason. Excuse my French that we ban these weapons. What's that reason, Brandon? Because they're, they're a shortcut to nuclear war. Yeah, if we start releasing the big bombs, the world is going to go into a zombie apocalypse. Literally. It's over. Not to mention the environmental damage it would do. The planet will shrug us off eventually like a case of dandruff. It's over at that point. It's over. There's no more internet. There's no more even electricity. There's no more of your favorite TV shows. There's no more iPhones. There's no more, you know, Xbox. There's none of it. There's no more Brandon Bishop podcast. It's all over, man. We're done. We're cavemen again. We're slightly more intelligent cavemen, but hardly equipped to handle what's coming. I don't even talk about nuclear fallout. I don't even talk about the ash that'll block the sun and bring on a nuclear winter. Don't even talk about all that stuff. It's just over. After a full-scale nuclear war, the best thing you can do if you survive is to put a bullet in your forehead because it's over. But these short-range nuclear weapons, those are tactical. We can get in and out. We can put them on a jet. It's sad, man. It's a sad, sad, orange, fat man who's making decisions. If he's even... I personally don't think he is. I think he's a figurehead. I think he's given a script. I think he's an entertainer. This is all reality television. But we're already testing short... We're testing them already, which means we probably had them already, even though we weren't supposed to. But we're testing short-range nuclear weapons now. Why? It's 2019, soon to be 2020, and we're still talking about shit that surfaced its face in the 50s. Are you kidding me? It's the same way I look at racism. It's like, okay, they're just keeping this thing alive through media, through instances, blowing up every fucking instant that has ever happened between black and white or whatever race you are. And they just make it such a big fucking deal all the time. And it is. But you know what? It's not as big of a deal as it was in the 50s and 60s and 70s and 80s. Not even close. And that's a whole nother podcast. But this is the same way I look at it. Like nuclear war in the 80s. 
scared the shit out of little Brandon, okay? I was petrified that at any minute, that big old mushroom cloud. Remember that movie, The Day After? Not The Day After Tomorrow, but The Day After, which was about nuclear war. It was realistic. They had people dissolving into skeletons and shit. When that movie came out, I was petrified. Absolutely petrified. And it was on the news all the time. Fear, 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 fear. And I think that's what they're doing again. And we're falling for it. But that's not the only reason Donald Trump is in the dungeon of douche. No, 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 no. That's not the only thing that he pulled out of the Russian nuclear agreement. No. How about the Iranian nuclear agreement? He pulled out of that as well. Now Iran's, you know, feel free to go make your shit, man. Yeah, we're going to tax you and tariff you and punish your citizens who don't deserve it. But you can make nuclear weapons. Go ahead. Here's some uranium. We'll even front you the first couple bombs or whatever. Makes no sense, does it? How about the Paris Climate Agreement? Where the rest of the world, the civilized world says, okay, we're going to put a cap on this pollution thing. We need to figure out the future of this planet that we're polluting. And even if it isn't as bad as, you know, the the climate change um, purveyors are saying it is, it's still not good. Okay? It's still bad. It's still dirty. We're fucking up this planet. So we have this little thing called the Paris Climate Agreement or Treaty. I'm sorry. What is it? One of those two. I don't have like notes in front of me. I'm just doing this off the fly, man. So we pulled out of that as well. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure it was financially based. It's one of those things like we were paying more into it than other countries or whatever. No, we can't do that anymore. Blah, blah, blah. Well, what are you doing with that money now? Oh, we're going to put it into the military to make more fucking bombs. I didn't mean to yell at you. I didn't. Then there's the other shit where he's offended women, of course. And it's one of those things like if you're a female in America, especially a female of any color of skin, and you're voting for Donald Trump, there's a man that's telling you to do that. I can almost guarantee it. It might even be Trump himself. But either you're filthy rich or you're just following somebody else's lead because that is ridiculous. Just on character alone. uh, And then there's, uh, you know, the black voter. (laughs) How many times has Donald Trump insulted you by saying, you know, these, there's some good men in those white nationalist Nazi guys in Charlottesville. Oh, at that point, he should have lost the entire black vote. And hopefully he did. Um, Mexicans, remember that whole thing? Criminals and uh, murderers and drug addicts. That's all that Mexicans are. It's not, you know, not to mention putting you know, kids in cages, which other presidents have as well. Obama was just as guilty. There's no great answer. I'm not going to pin the immigration issue on Trump because there's no good answer for it. No matter which way you turn, you're going to piss off half the country. So, you know, but still, you know, posing with a taco bowl <laughs> in the middle right after saying what he said about the Mexicans during the election. Okay. Uh, The Chinese, of course, putting all the tariffs on them, which is killing our farming system, by the way. Yeah, because um, China's not stupid. If they can't get what they need from the United States without paying all these extra tariffs and all that stuff, or which is basically a tax, then they're going to go somewhere else. And they are. So our farmers are getting less and less and less for their crops. 
that they would send over there and it's killing them. It's killing the backbone of this country, so to speak. And, uh, that is a Trump thing. Apparently, like I said, I, I'm not up there. I'm not in the white house. I, I, I don't, I'm not part of any of that, but from what I've heard, it's a Trump thing. That's he, he defends it at least. So his face is on it. I'm sure it's not his idea. And I'm sure there's a financial agenda as well for that. The Chinese ain't going to take that shit. No, they're going to go somewhere else. And how many times has he publicly insulted the Chinese? How many times has he you know, publicly insulted all these shithole countries that he was talking about? How about Puerto Rico, which is a part of the United States, by the way? How many times has he pissed off European nations? Well, he doesn't have to worry about England anymore because they got their own little Trump. Boris Johnson, I think his name is. Look that guy up. Holy shit. I almost feel lucky to have Trump at this point. So anyways, that and a whole lot more, man. <laughs> that is why Donald Trump, welcome, Mr. President, to the Brandon Bishop Podcast's Dungeon of Douche. I hope you get gangrene from the rusty metal that's holding your ankles while you bleed out upside down. I say bleed out. It's not blood. It's goo. It's just orange goo. If you were to cut the president open... Orange goo would come out, I believe. He's a disgusting man. I feel bad for Melania. Um, <laughs> and this is where the, you know the black uh, the black suits and sunglasses with earpieces and, and and small hand weapons bust down my door. He's talking about killing the president. No, I'm not stupid. Talking about chaining him upside down in the dungeon of douche because that's where he belongs. Give me the meat. Give me the meat! How can you have any pudding if you don't give me the meat? Okay, we're doing these segments a little bit. I, I had to get the Trump thing out of, out of my head. That's why I put it right after the headlines and right before the meat. Usually we go straight into my meat. Usually my meat goes straight into you. And it's not interrupted by you know the Dungeon of Douche or anything. My meat is usually uninterrupted, and it, it's, it's here for you. It's, it's usually the biggest piece of the, the podcast, which it'll probably be this time, because we're talking about war culture in this country. We're talking about the gun violence. I watched, uh, I watched a, an exploitive uh, series of documentaries last night. First of all, on Showtime, they have a documentary called Active Shooter, which is out, I think, last year, and it's on Showtime right now. It's, it's pretty well done. It's, uh, it pays a lot of respect to the victims. It doesn't dwell on the, uh, the pieces of shit that made them victims. And it, it's just very well done. So I um, applaud it, but at the same time, it does come off... Okay, well, here, here's the thing, and I've often thought of doing these things myself as I'm in the TV field, so I've often thought of doing you know, something where I can just pay my respect to these victims and just showcase the victims, maybe more about their lives. And we have a show called Break the Silence, which is about domestic violence, and it's a straight-up uncut interview with parents that have lost children to domestic violence or, or sisters or whatever. And it's... Um, it's brutal to watch. It's on a side TV right now. There's eight episodes. I'd like to do more. But 
you know, I, I had to do it in a way where I didn't feel like I was exploiting the situation or the people who have died. I don't want to be like the 27 mind cleansing, 27 hour a day mind cleansing media. I don't want to be that at all. Um, so I did my best not to. Uh, we also have similar shows like uh, My Story, Living with Cancer. We actually, one of the ladies we featured passed away last year. And I don't want to be that guy who exploits it. But these, all of these kind of documentaries come off exploitive for the simple fact that I know in the back of their heads, they're like, fuck, we can make a lot of money with this. And, you know, raise awareness. So it's one of those things where it's a double-edged sword. You have to be careful. I also watched a couple of uh, Charlie Men's documentaries, uh, Charlie Men, M-I-N-N. He uh, did one on the Vegas shooting. He did another one on the 1984 McDonald's shooting in San Diego, which is just, honestly, I had to turn it off. It was just too brutal. Um, and that, that's on Amazon Prime. Both of those are. Uh, anyway. So it's, it's these kind of things and the investigation discovery and, you know, True TV, um, Netflix, other crime documentaries, you know, making a murder, make, all, not to mention movies, fiction and nonfiction, Rambo, everything Arnold Schwarzenegger ever did, everything John Wayne ever did, from cowboys and Indians to, you know, Americans and Nazis to fighting people from the Middle East to the actual wars themselves. It's, it's, we live in a war culture. You know how I can prove it? Have you been to a, ever watched the Super Bowl? <laughs> and before the Super Bowl, they got those military jets flying over. That's war culture. Donald Trump with his 4th of July thing, he's got tanks on the corner. That's war culture. Having our veterans who, who deserve recognition marching down the street during, you know, 4th of July and, and different parades like that, Memorial Day parades, that's war culture. G.I. Joe cartoons that I used to love, war culture. Transformers, war culture. Almost every single video game that me and my kid play together, war culture. And here's the thing, I'm not even blaming that for gun violence. I'm not. I don't think it has anything to do with it. I think that by watching it and living it through a medium such as a movie or a video game or a TV show... I think it keeps a lot of people from doing it. You get to, that's an outlet. Just like this podcast is my emotional, personal outlet. You know, Mike, I'm not worried at all about my son playing Call of Duty or, or Grand Theft Auto or, you know, killing zombies on any number of zombie killing games. I'm not worried about him going out and someday and shooting up a mall or any of that. I'm not worried. Because he is a cool kid who has friends. He's respected as a published author. Yes, he's an 11-year-old published author. He has his own television show. He has a great life on my end of things. He has a great life on his mom's end of things. He has grandparents that love him all around. He's completely smothered with love. Probably too much, <laughs> to be honest with you. He's a spoiled little shit. I ain't gonna lie to you. But, and I'll take back the little shit because he's not a little shit. He's very respectful. He's funny as hell. He's super well-behaved. I've got the perfect freaking son right now. And he's going on 12 years old in a month and a half, and I I'm, I'm, can't be prouder of him. I cannot be prouder of him. 
When I say wake up, it's time for school, he gets up, gets dressed, brushes his teeth, brushes his hair, and he's out the freaking door when we need to get out the door. He's never cried about anything. He's never bitched about anything. The last time I had to yell at him, he was four years old, and he shit his pants in a chocolate store. (laughs) And I got mad at him, and I spanked his butt. I did. Because I asked him five times, do you have to go potty? And he said no. And the next thing you know, he went potty. And he wasn't wearing a diaper at that point. And it was bad. So I cleaned his butt and I tapped him on the butt. Never hard. It's a freaking, it's an intimidation thing, you know? It's one of those, it's a fear thing. I don't want to do that again, so I better not shit my pants. And it worked. He never did again. And I never yelled at him again. And he's all going on 12 years old now. I haven't yelled at him in eight years. Haven't needed to. Of course, little, little things. Little things. But this isn't about parenting. I'm just saying I'm not worried about him. Because I'm doing my job as a father. And his mom's doing his, her job as a mother. And all his fans, friends and family are doing their job of just loving the kid. Giving him what he needs. Challenging him. Introducing him every day to the future. That's what, that's what we do. But there's parents out there that are shit. And their parents were shit. That's where they learned it from. And then their parents were shit. Some kids out there without parents entirely, whether they're just absent-minded or just actually absent. But the main problem, I think, behind this gun violence part of, of our war culture were some of these kids, and it's mostly kids, I mean, granted, you know, the Vegas guy, the McDonald's guy, those guys were in their 40s and 50s. They're just racist pieces of shit or programmed by the government through, you know, MK Ultra or something. I don't know. It could happen. I wasn't there. <laughs> but until I have proof, I'll never say that, like, seriously. But it's one of those things. People snap, man. There's 350 million of us in this country. The fact that once a month or twice a month or a few times a year, people snap and go on killing sprees is not very surprising. It's not. It's actually very good that we only have about 30 or 40 of these things like a year. Like I'm talking mass shootings. People are shooting each other every single day. Of course they are. I could have got shot when I bum rushed that dipshit in a pickup truck. I could have. Absolutely. That shit happens hourly. But these mass killings, like the ones last week, it's shocking to me that it doesn't happen more because we're all under the same stress. We're all in the same indentured servitude system. We're all struggling to pay our bills. We're all struggling to keep our relationships together. We're all being judged and scrutinized and constantly prodded. We're all afraid. So when someone takes a gun into their hand, And they could wipe out a small population. What are they afraid of anymore? They found their niche. And you know why they do this stuff? And it's not really a mental illness. It's a society illness. It's a sickness of our culture. And I think the main main culprit is media. You have to stop celebritizing. And I'm not even sure that's a real word, but it is now. Stop celebritizing these people that snap. 
Because when they're shooting these people and they're killing them and then their name comes out and their face is plastered all over everything, they're the most famous person in the country at that time, whether they're alive or dead. And we all sit around. What's the death toll? Who's the shooter? How much footage can we see of people running and screaming? How many interviews can we get from witnesses? When will the documentary come out? That's what we do. I'm guilty of it too. I just watched a fuck ton of them last night, which is why I'm talking about it today. I'm disgusted with myself that I fell for this war culture, gun violent cult society that we live in. It's stupid. And I don't believe, and there's a family that lost a son in, uh, I think, Aurora, the, the theater shooting, which is an hour away from where I live. I used to live in Aurora right after it happened. Drove by that theater all the time, and it's just got this aura about it. It sucks. It's terrible. You, know, you feel the same way when I was driving around where JFK was shot or 9-11 you know, at, at Ground Zero. It's, when you know something awful happened there, it's just... Um, those places just have a, a certain feel to it. So one of the families that lost their son in, in the Aurora theater shooting, um, they're traveling around. I, I need to get a hold of these people. I really want to interview them. There's a lot of people I want to interview, but you know, celebrities are, are whatever. They all have the same story. Me, me, me. This is what I'm doing. Okay, cool. This is where I came from, blah, blah, blah. But these people have a real story that deserves to be shared. And the reason I want to share it is because they came up with an idea like, look, we all want to know who the the shooter is. And it's going to get out online no matter what we do. But the media, each media circuit or circus, I should say, or network should only mention his name once without a picture. Fuck him. Just call him the shooter from that point on. Call him the idiot. Why, why are we so sensitive? Why can't we use words like stupid and, and idiot and asshole? I would watch the news a lot more respectfully if they were saying, okay, the asshole that did this is being questioned downtown. No, we're not going to show his picture. No, we're not going to say his name. His name at this point is the asshole. And if you're out there thinking of trying to be like this asshole, then you're an asshole too. Pull the gun on yourself. Instead of going out there and spraying down people that just wanted to go to a concert, that just wanted to pick up something from Target, that just wanted to have a Big Mac, wanted to go to a garlic festival, wanted to hang out at a gay nightclub, wanted to be at a Hindu church, temple. These are not reasons to die. But these kids see these other shooters and they're shooting up schools because, wow, that guy did it and his face is everywhere. His name is everywhere. He's going to go down in history. And why do these kids want to go down in history? Why do they want this kind of celebrity? Because they have no fucking lives. They have no love in their life. They have no support in their life. They have no understanding in their life. They have no talent whatsoever. They want to be these big super named celebrities. It, start, it didn't start with John Lennon, but think about that guy. Think about the guy that shot Reagan. And this is not a, 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 a recent occurrence, okay? Yes, it happens a lot, and we hear about it a lot more because of 24-7 uh, mind-cleansing media. <laughs> they take every single one of them, and they shove it in our face every single fucking week. Big or small shootings. 
or violent uh, uh, instances and they shove it in our face and they shove it in our face and they shove it in our face to where it looks like this is something that, oh my God, it's worse now than it's ever been. No, it's probably actually better now than it's ever been. But the media covers it so thick. They're like, you know, you ever seen anybody tar a roof with mops? That's the media. They're just tarring their shit and these stories all over a fucking roof. And these things have been happening for decades, centuries probably, to be honest with you. But these kids or these people in general, and it's not a white kid problem. I saw somebody post that. You're fucking stupid if you think it's just white kids that are doing this. There's been Asians, there's been Muslims, there's been blacks, there's been every fucking type of person snaps. Well, it's mostly white kids. Well, you know what? That's what the country is, mostly white people. Sorry. It's not a racist thing to say that to you. It's a fact that 60% of the country is white, so of course more douchebags are going to be white. makes no sense that you make this a race issue. It's not that at all. It's a love issue. It's a compassion issue. It's a society sickness issue. So stop that, stupid. Anyways, that's how you, uh, that's how you want to, it's not about regulating guns. Yes, nobody should have an assault rifle (laughs) unless you're on the police force or you're in the military. If you have an assault rifle, and I've had them. I have had them. I got rid of them because I didn't want to get caught with them because they weren't like legal and stuff, okay? Somebody gave them to me. I got rid of them. I didn't even sell them. I gave it to somebody. Here, take this shit. Go get it licensed. I don't know how to do it. I don't want to do it. I never shoot it. Get it away from me. I have handguns. Because at any minute, some dipshit with a gun could break through my door. And guess what? He's going to get one right in the forehead. That's why I have that. I have, I have a child that I need to protect. I have a cat that I need to protect. I have myself that I need to protect. I have a whole fridge full of avocados that I don't want anybody touching but me. I'm on a serious diet. You touch my fucking avocado. You touch my kid or my cat. I'm going to shoot you in the forehead. It's just it. Even if you're a friend that I invited over. If you go in there and you touch my avocado, you're dead. Of course, I'm kidding. And I have to say that I'm kidding now because, you know, somebody out there is going to be like, oh, my God, Brandon's going to kill somebody for avocados. Oh, I need to call somebody. Stop that, too. You're stupid. Quit being stupid. I need, I need a shirt that says that. Or maybe I'll just get it tattooed somewhere where people can see it, like on my forearm or something, I can just hold it up and be like, quit being stupid. That would have been enough for the truck driver, I think. I would have held it up. Instead of putting my forearm and my elbow through his jaw, I would have just held up that tattoo. It says, quit being stupid. Done. No, no more altercation at that point. He'll just be like, oh, you're right. Okay, I'll, I'll quit. I'm sure that's, that's exactly what would happen. Anyways, where else do I want to go with this, man? Um... You know, the stresses of society, a lack of love and a lack of belonging. I just shared a story actually on Facebook uh, last night because I was really, really tired. And I was just thinking after watching all these documentaries, there was one about skinheads and all this shit. Yeah, I remember having a, a party, a Halloween party back in 93 or 94 in Monroe, Michigan. It was like at a VFW hall bunch of bands uh illegal was playing guilty party who i was working with total chaos who i'm still friends with a lot of these guys i think there was a band called saddle tramp or something maybe just the singer was there anyway um like out of nowhere these skinheads like showed up 
and yeah, skinheads were a thing back then. You know, they had their little black jackets on, their little combat boots, um, shaved heads, of course. And they just started, they were in the back of the bar and they were just like doing like their little Nazi salutes and like screaming like really loud over the music. And I think the uh, singer, Rick Bag, who was a really close friend of mine at the time, uh, he was he was a singer of the band called Illegal at the time, and he uh, I think he was Arab. I never realized it. I didn't care about shit like that. I don't care if he was fucking Martian. It didn't matter. He was a friend of mine. Anyway, they were giving him shit, and they're throwing beers at him and stuff, and all fucking hell broke loose, man. And I didn't know like really exactly what was going on. I think I was one of the last people to figure out that it was like just Nazis versus rockers fight at the VFW Hall in Monroe, Michigan. And once I caught on, I just saw, you know, fists flying everywhere and tables being turned. And, and then, um, I remember I got punched, like not hard. It was like a pussy punch, like kind of like in the shoulder. I think it was going for my head and it hit me in the shoulder. And I looked and, you know, back, this is before my wrestling days, my army days and all that stuff. I, I was just some skinny little rocker guy with long hair and a headband on. And I didn't, I, I was like, what are you, what the fuck are you hitting me for? So I just kind of lunged at him and I, we just kind of rolled around for a second. And I, uh, I, I think I got a, I, this is all blurry, but I think I got like maybe a couple of weak punches in myself and we kind of got up and just looked at each other and parted ways. Um, another one of the skinheads got his eye yanked out. I, I don't know who did it, but he deserved it. It was just stupid. And it just blows me away that, you know, these, and they're, they, they, those are the kids I'm talking about. They can't find anything normal in life. They don't have any talents. They don't have any kind of discernible, like, identity whatsoever. So they get in these little groups of other people that are just like them. And then they find some common agenda or common dislike or common hatred. Oh, I could be, uh, I don't have a life, so I'll be uh, my friend Wes. He's a skinhead. I'll be, I actually have a friend named Wes who was doing that shit back then. And he was a douchebag for it. So Wes, if you ever hear this, fuck you. Um, so they join these little groups. And I don't care if it's the skinheads or the Black Panthers or, you know, a lot of people these days, they don't go so extreme with it. But they'll have their little, you know, their little gangs. They'll have their little Black Lives Matter or something that they attach themselves to because they need an identity. I mean, I don't need an identity. I've. TV shows, I was a wrestler, musician, you know, we got books, we've got albums, we've got all these different things. There's my identity. If you want any part of me outside of all that shit, outside of running a television network and hosting shows and, you know, filming other people's shows and all this fun stuff that I'm doing, that's my identity, that's my outlet, that's my love. Other than that, I'm at home getting away from you people. I don't want to go out. I don't want to be around these kids that have no identity and have no talent and have no discernible identity. I don't want to be around them. Because they're the ones that start shit. They have nothing else to live for, nothing else to do. And the ones that are really scary are the ones that can't find the little groups like that. Like your little stupid Ku Klux Klan, racist, whatever, Charlottesville dumb fucks. You know, they're the ones that they can't find. You know, church is kind of the same thing in my opinion. It's just a very peaceful, loving place. But they need to go there to have a community, to be a part of something to find their voice, to find their release, to find their outlet. That's what churches are. So they can believe in whatever they want to believe in. I have no problem with anybody 
adapting to any faith. I don't care. I'm actually going to be doing a show about it called Make Me Believe here pretty soon, where I'm traveling around the world, exploring these religions in the heart of where these religions reside. I'm looking forward to that. And it's not going to be a negative thing at all. I'm not going to shit on anybody's religion. I just want to know. But the kids that can't find religion, the kids that can't find you know, their little hate groups, the kids that can't find these little wannabe gangbangers that are on every street of every fucking city, the ones that can't be a part of anything, those are the ones that are left over. Those are the ones that shoot up theaters and shoot up nightclubs and shoot up schools. Those are the ones you got to watch because they're in their own brains all day long. How am I going to get attention? Well, I can't, I don't have any talent. All I do is play video games and smoke pot. I mean, actually the pot would probably cure most of this stuff from what I've heard. Not a fan, but I'll take that. I'll retract that statement so that, you know, they, what do they do, man? They just sit around and they stew year after year. How am I going to be known? How am I going to be heard? How am I going to be seen? How is my name going to go down in history? And maybe that is a mental illness, but I think it's a, a sickness of society more than anything. I think if we went back to a tribe mentality where we all took care of each other and we put your prophets and your prophets spelled differently as a distant backseat, stick that on the back burner. We don't care about gods. We don't care about finances. We care about each other. We need, you need this. You need money. You need love. You need whatever. You need food. You need shelter. You need just an interaction with other people. Then fine. Here it is. We're a tribe. Like I said, if you, always, if you take care of your inner circle, and then all of these inner circles will eventually link like a chain, and you can't break us at that point. So it's going to take another century, I think. Think of how far we've come in this century, though. Even in the last 50 years, we've come pretty damn far. And I think in 100 years, the kids of that generation will look back on this generation, shake their heads in disgust, look at things like our current war culture, look at things like racism and sexism, and just shake their head in disgust. And to those kids, if somehow you ever listen to this, thank you. We're sorry. Product placement. Brandon likes this stuff. Okay, I knew I was going to go long on a couple of these segments, so I'm going to keep this one really short for my product placement. Again, the product placement companies do not pay us. They do not send us free things, especially this time because this is one that I currently own. And it's my podcast, the Brandon Bishop podcast. That's me. That's my name, Brandon Bishop. So if I want to promote something that I own and operate, then I'm going to do it. I've already told you about Asai TV, ASY TV, hundreds of hours of all original commercial-free entertainment. It's truly something for everybody. You have Netflix, you have Hulu, you have Amazon Prime. Now get ASYTV.com. That's where you get it. Only $2.99 a month. Uh, There's truly something there for everybody. You'll love something. I promise you. I have a show on there called Go There, Eat That. You can watch me go around getting fat. Amy Dumas, WWE's Lita, has a show. I mean, 
there's a lot of stuff. We're talking with Conrad from Conrad Thompson about doing a show about his travels. Uh, the band Sponge now has a little thing on there. There's all kinds of fun stuff on there. Just get it. $2.99 a month. Subscribe now. Asytv, ASYTV.com. But we have a sister now. We have a creepy, freaky sister. And today's product placement is AsyParanormal.com. That's ASYParanormal.com. You know how to spell paranormal. Look it up. So what that is, it's like a Psy TV. It's also $2.99 a month, but there are like 25 paranormal type shows on there, whether it's like investigative shows, old movies. We got the show One Step Beyond, which was like the precursor to Twilight Zone is on there. There is a wealth of creepy, freaky, uh, haunted type, scary, ghostly amazing fun on there shows like uh, i have a show on there called alone in the dark where it's just me hanging out in haunted locations i'm getting ready to do a cross-country tour for that pretty soon wrestling with ghosts is on there um there are there's just a bunch of stuff we actually put the ufo show in there as well uh sparkle nation there's a ton of stuff on there and i really want you to check it out but it's not all about the shows there's also a bunch of uh haunted like ghosts, uh, paranormal podcasts and stuff like that on there. There's a list of ghost teams all over the country, haunted locations, ghost stories. It's a, it's like a hub for the paranormal fan. And if you're that go to a paranormal.com right now and subscribe. Okay. I did a plug. I did a plug. We, we, we got the product placement done and now let's talk, uh, Let's change it up a little bit. Welcome to the Hall of Respect. These people are awesome. I love them. Oh, the girl who does the voiceover for that, Chantel Dinga. She's the host of A Call to Adventure on Asai TV. Uh, I think there's like three or four episodes of that on there. It's just her doing outdoorsy, sporty stuff. She's awesome. She's addictive. She's beautiful. And she's not in the category of people that I would like to thank, unfortunately. Um, in the Hall of Respect segment for the Brandon Bishop podcast this week. I want to put in the Hall of Respect, and this is part of my healing process that I'm telling you about, about being a better person, about offering forgiveness to all who have ever done me wrong. And these people have done me, I'll take half the blame. So in the Hall of Respect, I want to induct everyone I've ever dated seriously (laughs) in my entire life from Angie Carroll when I was 13 years old uh my first kiss I'm sorry 12 years old when she was my first kiss all the way to uh, you know the chick that I dated a couple years ago um I I guess I'll just keep it too because I've dated I I don't want to be that guy and talk about my personal life here but I've dated a lot I've (laughs) whether it's a fling or you know whatever or a multi-year relationship there's been a lot of faces um and I've rocked them all okay I'm sorry about that Bon Jovi anyway um here's the reason I'm doing this is because I don't ever want to talk about them again and like I said this is my outlet for not only the negative stuff, not only the angry stuff, but also personal stuff. And I want to be a better person. So I'm just going to say without saying names, I don't have to say names. Um, most, a few of you are still really good friends of mine and I appreciate you overlooking whatever broke us up, whatever parted us. Um, I appreciate you sticking around 
and we still get to enjoy each other, our lives, not enjoy each other, you know what I mean, like physically, but we still get to enjoy the fact that we're in somewhat, even if it's a small capacity, each other's lives. I mean, someone like my son's mom, of course, I'm, we're going to be in each other's lives until one of us die. It's just how it is. Um, and that's fine. She's a great mom. She does what she needs to do. She's a hard worker. Uh, her husband's fine. It's, it's whatever. It's one of those things where we'd probably still be at least once in a while communicating if we didn't have the kid. So anyway, um, you know, props to her. You're in the hall of respect now. Um, the girl that I dated most recently, the, the last uh, status changer on Facebook, I should say. Um, yeah, you know, she uh, was kind of rude and at the end there. She was kind of awful. Um, but I just want you to know that we had five really good months together. <laughs> <laughs> and two terrible months. You said a lot of shit at the end that was not true and just completely made you look stupid, which is fine. I looked fine. I actually started dating this beautiful Polish girl after you said what you said, and I still like that one. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, <laughs> I, you know, I had, I had a direction for where I was going to go with this, and now that I'm doing it, it it's terrible. It's, this is like the worst thing I've ever done on the podcast. But I'm going to go for it. I'm going to keep going forward. Let's see. Um, it's hard for me to say nice things about some of them. Like there's a girl that started with the letter V. She was terrible. She was just a negative, like, bitch face. I, I'm trying to think of something nice about her, and I can't. I was literally going to take this segment and be super positive and just be like, you know what? I'm going to point out something nice about all of them. Just, maybe I'd just stick to, like, five of them. And here's the thing. Okay, this is what I'll say. I don't, I don't need to say your names. I don't need to say anything bad about any of them ever again. I don't even have to refer to them. I'm just going to say, look, you're in the hall of respect because you put up with my ass, whether it was just a handful of months or a few years. I am a dreamer. I am not one of those rock steady, go to work nine to five types every day. I work 24-7 building my dreams into reality. That's what I do. Whether it's this podcast, Asai TV, Asai Paranormal, all the city channels that we've got planned, the books, the albums, whatever it is, I am busting my ass 24-7. Whether it's these charity events, I'm busting my ass to make my dreams come true so I don't have to be a part of this slave system that we're in, okay? So if you can deal, even for a handful of months, with that, because I'm not, not your average dude, okay? <laughs> I'm just not. I don't really know how to have fun anymore, especially right now. If I'm not doing something productive like this, which I think is productive, or if I'm not out filming something, like I said, I don't leave the house. I don't really want to. I don't want to be around a, a big group of people laughing and, and screaming and, and smoking and, and farting. And I, I don't want to be a part of that. So if you can put up with my neurosities and my... Uh, <laughs> low underlying craziness, then you belong in the hall of respect. So welcome. Free cheesecake for everybody. Now it's time for the happy ending. Okay, happy ending time. And I got to keep it super quick. Uh, I, <laughs> I promised myself it would only be like not that long of a podcast. I wanted to keep them all about an hour. I'm quite sure I'm over an hour now because I'm breaking a sweat at this point. Could just be the Bulletproof Coffee, but 
Um, I move my arms around a lot. Like right now I'm making these circular motions with both hands. I don't know why I'm doing that. You can't see me, but I think it just helps the words come out. I think. Anyway, uh, thank you for listening to the Brandon Bishop podcast. My name is Brandon Bishop. Uh, We do this every single week. If you're a wrestling fan, I got the Nine Mile Drive Wrestling Podcast. If you're a fan of television shows, real TV, not reality TV, real TV, Go to AsyTV.com, ASYTV.com. If you like the freaky, creepy stuff, guess what? Go to AsyParanormal.com. If you have a kid that can read from like 7 to 15 years old, my son and I wrote a book called Billy Fred Whopper Goggles. It's on Amazon right now. Go there. Get it. Read it. You'll love it. Take the back of the book. Put it up to your face. Send me a selfie on the Billy Fred Whopper Goggles Facebook page. And listen to this podcast every single week. What else can I got to say, man? I got a lot off my chest, and now I'm going to go into a zen-like state. I got my outlet done for the week. I'm good now. I'm pretty good. So I can relax now. Maybe burn some incense. I want to be a hippie for a little bit. I thank you so much for listening. I love you all. I really do. Goodbye. Goodbye.